Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Nelson. In today's study of 1 John, we're going to be looking at 1 John 4.13. We're going to be talking about how we receive the Holy Spirit and how we receive of the Holy Spirit. So 1 John 4.13 reads, By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. So, first off, we must realize that we have been given the Holy Spirit and of the Holy Spirit. So, that of there is very easy to miss. I almost missed it as I was studying this passage. However, it is crucial to our understanding of this verse. So, John here is primarily teaching us that we have been given of God's Spirit. However, I think it would be helpful before we get to that, just to refresh that we have been given the Holy Spirit before we talk about how we have been given of the Holy Spirit. So, first we must remember that believers, that means all believers, have been given the Holy Spirit. So, Ephesians 1, 13-14 says, You, when you heard the gospel and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. And Romans 8, 9-10 says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, the Spirit of the Spirit is life because of righteousness. So we see in those passages that believers have the Spirit. And Jesus says in John 16 that if I he's go with you, if, excuse me, if I go, I will send him referencing the Holy Spirit or the Helper to you. So we must realize that all believers have the Holy Spirit. It's not just for apostles. It's not just for super Christians. It's for all believers. And that is something that we must cling to. And so John's audience most likely faced false teaching concerning the Holy Spirit. So he grounded them in truth. So I get that just from looking at my looking around us today and seeing that the Holy Spirit and in church history has had a lot of heresy about. And so I would just think that they probably had some heresy about the Holy Spirit and whether or not he was in believers, especially with Gnosticism, where they believed that some had higher knowledge and they were better than others. So most likely there was false teaching about like only some people have the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit is for all believers. So next, believers has have been given of the Holy Spirit. So this of is very important. And it's super easy to miss. Not only do we have the Holy Spirit, but we receive our salvation and sanctification through the Holy Spirit. For John 3, 5 says, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So the water here refers to repentance. We get that from a background of baptism and repentance in Jesus' day. And how do we get repentance? The Holy Spirit. Spirit. Since we are dead in our sins, we don't want to repent. It's against our nature to do that. We don't want that. We don't want to obey. We love our sin. However, the Holy Spirit gives us life. He gives us what's called regeneration. He enables us to see the glory of Christ and turn to faith in Him. 1 John 5 1 says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. 
So how are we born of God? Through the Holy Spirit. Believing in Jesus has a prerequisite of being a child of God, being born of God. So we see that salvation comes from regeneration through the Holy Spirit. And we get sanctification through the Holy Spirit, as we'll see, because he gives us fruits. We're going to hit on that a little bit later, how the Holy Spirit lives and shows himself in us. So next, the Holy Spirit shows us if we are alive and healthy. So Galatians 5, to 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So we've talked about love a lot, and that is important. There's a reason Paul puts that as first in his list of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And 1 John 4, 7 says, Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So the Holy Spirit shows us that we're alive in that we see that true obedience, then we get proof of our salvation. So sometimes we think that the Holy Spirit's primary primary way of showing us that we're children of God is through like this feeling inside of us. And that's not to say that's that's not true. There is, the Spirit does testify to us that we are children of God. And so he does give us that sense that we are believers. However, oftentimes we'll face doubts. We'll face our feelings may say, oh, you're not a child of God. So how do we find assurance that we're believers? Here's the primary way the Holy Spirit shows us that, his fruits. He bears fruits inside of us, almost like a virus. He just ex- expands this obedience, a good virus, not like a bad virus, like sin. That's a bad virus. That expands. Obedience expands. It rapid, rapidly multiplies. And that shows that we have the Holy Spirit. And so we can see in these verses that if we are abiding in God or not, and if we're abiding in sin, which we as believers need to kill. So not only does that abide convey salvation, but it also can convey if our if we are obeying, if we are obeying God through our lives, if we are abiding in him or if we're abiding in sin. And so we must monitor that. So one helpful thing to do is replace the fruit of the spirit with your name. So Daniel is or Daniel has love, joy, peace, patience, that kind of thing. And so if you can't say yes to those, then we need to kill that sin. And we identify that sin by, I like having a chart of the fruits of the flesh and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Well, what's the opposite of love? Hatred. What's the opposite of joy? Depression or sadness. What's the joy? The opposite of peace. And that's anxiety or striving, not resting in God, that kind of thing. And that helps us to know what we are to kill. And so in our fight with sin, We are to find the fruits of the Spirit and fruits of the flesh and then kill one and seek after the other. So to summarize, we need to look for the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so how are we to do that? By looking to the Bible. What does the Bible say are the signs of the Holy Spirit? The primary one, Galatians 5, 22-23, we see obedience. We see different attitudes. And that's the primary thing. We see different conditions of our heart. Notice that the fruits of the Spirit aren't just actions, they are attitudes. They are what makes up our heart. We show love, joy, peace. Those things aren't stuff that is necessarily in our hands, but rather in our heart. And so we are to look for patterns over time, not just events. If we're just looking at events, 
the devil can get us to sin and then be like, oh, there you go. See, I told you you weren't a Christian. Look what you did. Oh, I win. No, we need to look for patterns because patterns over time show us the health of our heart. Or Satan may want to give false assurance to an unbeliever. He may say, oh, look, you did this nice thing, man. You're a believer, man. You're safe. However, if we don't believe in Jesus and we do just a nice thing, if we're unbelieving, then that is something that we need to monitor because patterns over time really show the condition of our heart. And so finally, we must pray that the Holy Spirit would continue to bear fruit in our lives. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com.